What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in once again to the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Kane, and I am happy that you guys are joining me here today. Uh, let's get it. Let's get two things out the way. Um, I do not watch Game of Thrones. I'm sorry to all the fans, um, but apparently, episode three uh, was the end of the world because my social media feed was on fire for the last day and a half. So, um, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I never really even wanted to watch the show, but the response and the, the tears and the amazing memes, oh my God, these memes have been tremendous. It made me want to go back and watch them. I kind of, I want to wait for the show to end and then watch them all like binge style, I guess. But I might even start during this season because I'm so far behind. I'm like eight seasons behind, so it won't, I can't catch up anytime soon. But I haven't seen this kind of outpouring since, like, the Rams and um, Saints Conference Championship game where the guy obviously passed and feared. And, like, all social media was like, robbery, Super Bowl, BS. All, like, it was, that's the kind of fanfare I got. I didn't know that many people even had HBO. These are unemployed people, people who get minimum wage, have HBO, apparently. I'm like, how y'all got it like that? But I haven't seen it. Um Never watched it, but uh, I will because apparently I need to. But I did see Avengers, and we gonna have to talk about it a little bit. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not even gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say how things go because it's like only four or five days since the movie came out. So I know some of y'all haven't watched it. I will say I got emotional. Okay, talked about this before. No shame in my game. I may have cried a couple times. And I don't mean like the the boo-hoo. I mean like the the Denzel and Glory tear that just rolls down real slow. I, I may have had a couple of them. All right. I put it out there. Um, <laughs> it was funny is that I was around a bunch of like dudes and like a couple like small white girls. And like the whole movie, were, people were hype and clapping and all that stuff. And then when some of the sad stuff happened, all you hear is, <laughs> and I, I, it's, it's the dudes. It was the dudes crying. Like the girls were like, "Oh my god, no!" Like they were doing that thing, but the dudes were trying to be like cool about tears. Like <laughs> I kept seeing dudes like wipe their faces, like they had allergies. I'm like, "Bro, you no allergies." And here we inside the theater, you crying, but then I was too, so I couldn't even say nothing. I wanted to bust them out, like ah, you, but I got a little emotional. Um, I only bring that up because I didn't want to put any spoilers or anything. I only brought it up because there was a line in the movie that's really the basis for this podcast. And this isn't even a spoiler for real. It's it's just something that happened. But at some point in the movie, uh, Thor is talking to his mom. Okay, And if you remember the first Thor, Thor's mom is like most moms. Um, she's she defends her kid, like she knows when he messes up, and she hides when he messes up, and you know he tries to be his best self around her. But you know Thor early on in the Thor series was kind of a mess up. He didn't really you know take it seriously. He just kind of like a brutish, you know, warrior dude. And if you kept watching the movies up to now, from Ragnarok to obviously Infinity War, where Thor was a man, then. Um, He's grown a lot, right? So 
Uh, he's talking to his mom, and he's saying that he thinks he's a failure, essentially because he didn't kill Thanos in Infinity War, which if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, what are you doing? It's on Netflix, Step Your Life game up. But um, he didn't go for the head. He hit him in the chest, Thanos snapped his fingers, everybody disappeared, right? So he's still beating himself up about it. And his mom says, everyone falls short of who they're supposed to be. The best we can do is be who we are. And I'm paraphrasing that. Maybe I don't think I said it exactly right. I wanted to like write it down, but I was so caught up in a movie. I was just like, that's such a good mom moment. But I think that really hits home for a lot of people. I mean, it definitely hit me hard. Because I think most of the things people struggle with when they have negative self-talk or negative self-perceptions are where they believe they should be and where they are or where they deem themselves to be. And it's the idea that I should be more than what I am. And I'm not there. And because I'm not there, I'm a failure. Or I've underachieved or I've, I've lessened myself because... I didn't achieve whatever it was supposed to be. In the case of this movie, for you non-superhero people, Thor is the son of a king of like an entire, I don't know, group, like country, I guess. I guess Asgard is a country. And he's the heir apparent. And so it's just like it is in our in our royal system in, in Britain where, you know, if you're the king and you die or you you know, seed your power, it goes to the next son. That's how the game goes. So Thor's the next in line, but he's not really qualified to be a king. He never even really wanted to be a king. He just is the next in line. And if you watch Thor Ragnarok, like the third movie with Thor in it, um, like he finally like embraces being the king after talking to his dad and flashbacks and, you know, all that stuff. But the truth is, he never really wanted to be a king. He just thought that's what he should do. So he embraced it because it was kind of put on him. Like, hey, man, we need you to lead us. You're the guy. You're Thor. You're the strongest one. And he was like, all right, I guess I'll do that. But now, when he got a chance to look back on it, it's like, I don't know if I ever really wanted to be king. I mean, I care about my people. I don't want to see them die. I know I'm the strongest one, so you know I'll protect them because you know, great power, great responsibility, Spider-Man type stuff. But I don't want to be the king. If I did, y'all wouldn't have had to mold me so much. Loki wanted to be king from the jump. He just, you know, was a vindictive, petty, manipulative, manipulative dude, so he couldn't be king. But I didn't really want to do this. And I think that was, it took some time for him to get to that level of growth. But it was just people telling him what he should be. They're, like, I have friends who are athletic people. And people say, oh, man, you should be, you should have pushed harder to be a pro athlete because you got all these gifts. And they end up being like lawyers or like accountants and stuff. They didn't even care about the physicality. It's like, yeah, I was blessed to be this. And maybe it would have been easy to be what you thought I should be. But I didn't really want to be this. And even if I did it for a little bit, I didn't really care about it. I think this is actually a big part of what happened to Dwight Howard. I believe that. I, I never met Dwight. I don't know him personally. All I knew was 
he I, I never got the impression that he wanted to be like a great great all-time player despite the fact that he had the physicality the natural gifts size speed all that to be that it seemed to me he was like i'm 6'11 i'm strong broad shoulders fast i can jump through the gym i should play basketball is what i should be doing and then he did it and he was better than most based 100 percent on god's gifts he never worked on this game Never improved in basic areas like ball handling or ball security or any kind of hook shot or anything. I know I'm getting kind of into the weeds with basketball, but go with me. But he just, and he's been in the league for like 13 years. He's made a couple hundred million dollars. But when his team is losing, it, it doesn't seem like it bothered him. When he's, you know, out for the season or ridiculed, he's a person, so he doesn't like being, I'm sure, like called out and stuff. But the idea of it is like, dude, that could have been an actor or a rapper and been just as happy as being a basketball player. But when you see great players, that's, that's what they are. This is the Kobe, the LeBrons, the, the Burrs, the Jordans. These people, it's like they, they live for it. And so when a game was taken away from them, it hurt them. Like, I think Dwight's going to retire in the next year. He's, on, he's injured right now. He'll probably give it one more run. I think this is his last contract. I think you'll see him on TV just smiling and giggling. You won't even seem like, you missed the game? Yeah, but not really. He's just kind of eh, kind of a ho-hum kind of dude. Jordan missed the game so bad, he he came back from retirement at like 38. There was also some money stuff involved with that, but it was just like, I think I can still play. Vince Carter's 41. He's still playing basketball. Like, I've seen him announce, like, he's articulate. He knows the game. He's well-liked. He could stop playing right now. But he loves the game. He's not just doing it because he has a 47-inch vertical and people thought he should. It's it's in him. And I think when people are pushing you to be something because they think you should, and then you follow suit. A lot of this happens with families, right? Some of you guys have overbearing families out there. And they're like, in this family... We are this. I'm a real estate agent. Your mom's a real estate agent. So we're going to teach you how to sell real estate when you're like 14, 15. So as soon as you get done with high school, if you want to go to college, sure. But when you get out, you're selling real estate. And maybe you're like, all right, cool. It's been lucrative. I like my mom and dad. I'll just follow suit. But maybe you haven't even discovered what it is you like. Like maybe you can do that on the side. Maybe that's not your passion at all. Maybe you do love it and you become like them. But... I know people personally who they kind of told me when they were 16, 17, I know what my next 10 years are. It's mapped out for me. And that never sounded right to my ears. Like, what do you mean mapped out for you? It was like, well, I'm going to go to this school, do this, residency, this, and then I'm going to do that. And I was like, do you want to do that? And it's like, that's a smart path. And, you know, I want to make my, my parents proud. And so I'll do it. And maybe they'll have a good life. Maybe they won't care that they don't, you know, get to live out other things they may have wanted to do. But I don't know. I think it's, I think there should be more emphasis. As, if, oof, emphasis is, that's not a word. <laughs> there should be more emphasis on trying to figure out who we are and then maximizing what that is. Which may fall in line with who you are supposed to be. Right, you may want to be, let's say, the best radio personality. 
And what you are at this moment is someone who's learning the ropes. You're learning how to, you know, do, do the radio voice, how to do copy, how to uh, make connections in the industry. And maybe it's taking longer than you want it to. So, like, you're just doing smaller steps towards the ultimate goal of being that radio person. And so to that end, you can say, I should be further along in my career, yada, yada. But you're still putting in the work towards it. And so the reflective part would be, well, I'm five years into my radio career. I should be further along. Right? That's the thought. But I am working towards my career. And I'm not at zero. I've moved up to some degree. I'm definitely better at being on radio than I was five years ago. Which is really the most important part. Because if you get the opportunity to move up and you're not qualified to move up, then then you'll get knocked back down, right? You want it to be when they call you, you can ride. And they say, hey, okay, you're ready for this moment. And then you take that moment and you ride with it. And then at some point you go out for a higher one and then you keep, you keep going and then eventually you become a household radio name, right? That's kind of how the radio game goes. But this is something that even, not even, like I struggle with this myself i've been thinking about it recently just it just moments of reflection because i have a lot of time alone driving to and from work during meditations um just in a gym because i don't train all day i'm just in a gym a lot and you just sit back and think about where you are in terms of the city i'm in la right and why you moved out here and you know where you should be and again i'm using should with air quotes y'all just can't see me and it's it's something that if you're not careful you will talk yourself out of a good place and i think i did this to myself where that's okay i'm approaching my third year my third year is like the end of july and it's like in the third year i should be again this is arbitrary what do you mean you should you don't you could be in LA for 10 years and never get a role but whatever I said I should be you know actively doing auditions should be probably in a couple commercials hopefully and um I should be stable I think within three years you should be stable wherever you are and then I had to like look at my bank account and it's okay not as good as I wanted to be um haven't done an audition in a little bit and not in any commercials right so then it was well what am I doing wrong again now you now you're like tearing yourself down which again is not useful not helpful not smart and it was what could you be doing better and it's like well you know I got to make sure my job is good so the company is this part and then I am doing this and, and I started just trying to like do the pros and cons of what I've been doing and really I'm just battling myself there's no one asking these questions there's been no um, onus on the outside for me to be doing more than what I'm doing this is just me talking to me and trying to figure out trying to figure it all out and for at least, at least a week or so I had talked myself into believing that I had severely been underachieving and that is not based on my personality type. Uh, that's like the worst thing in the world. Because in my, uh, I mentioned in previous podcasts, my biggest fear is I won't live up to what I believe my potential is, which again falls into this thing. 
Like, I believe that I can achieve some really awesome stuff in this world based on temperament, personality, life experiences, uh, look, temperament, all that good stuff. And if I fall short of that because of effort, then that's something that would be hard to live with. If I fall short of it because, you know, it just the opportunities don't pop or there's some kibosh put on me from the outside forces, that hurts, but it's livable because I can say I gave my all and I did it right. So if I think I'm doing less than that, then that's the unlivable part, essentially. And I had to talk to a couple people, and I advise you guys to do the same. If you're like having these moments where you're like talking yourself into this, I should be better, I'm, I'm, I'm slacking, yada, yada, yada. Talk to somebody who knows you. Preferably for someone who's known you for you know more than a few months. Someone's known you for a couple years. And has seen where you were and knows where you are now. And just ask them. Like, and be someone you can be honest with. Like, hey, I was kind of talking to myself. And <laughs> that's where we started sentence. And I was, you know, kind of thinking, um, I'm slacking, man. Like, what do you think? Like, you've, you've kind of been following me. Like, what do you think, you know, I am? Do you think I'm being stagnant? Do you think I'm pushing through? Like, give me your perspective and be honest. And you have to have friends who can be honest with you. And your friends can be like, I don't know, man. Like, every time I see you, you're performing. Um, you got a new comedy room. Like, you picked up some couple clients. Um, you know, X, Y, and Z. From what I can tell, you're on the right path. I think you're doing the right thing. You just haven't reaped the rewards of it yet, so it seems like you aren't. And then when you get their perspective without the, you know, the fighting, the infighting, the self-talk and all that stuff, just get an outside perspective and hear what they say, then you can run that against what you think. And it's like, oh, okay, with that little perspective, I may not be doing as poor as I thought I was doing. Maybe I don't dislike my position as much as I thought I did. And that doesn't mean there aren't places to improve or do better in. Um, I generally think there's no perfect system Nothing's wholly efficient, so there may be a place where it can be, all right, I haven't been going to sleep early enough. Let's say you're not getting enough sleep, which is something I deal with all the time. Um, all right, is it possible you're going to sleep too late? Maybe. Is it? Are you too stimulated before you go to sleep, like TV, movies? Yeah, probably. Um, do you eat too late? Perhaps. You go through, you run it. You run through all the low scenarios, and then you start figuring out, can I do a better nighttime routine to sleep better you may just be an insomniatic person you know who has weird dreams so even if you go to bed at nine o'clock p.m to wake up at 6 a.m you still may not get the proper amount of sleep even if you put yourself in the best situation because your brain won't let you if that's the case then maybe talk to a doctor or maybe i don't know about ambient that stuff is <sighs> rosie o'donnell uh not rosie o'donnell uh, Rock, roseanne like oof Ambient can mess you up, um, <laughs> but there's other versions of it. Maybe like mel melatonin or something can help you. But it's that kind of little tweak where it's just like, all right, I'm doing pretty good overall. Health is okay, money's all right. You know, state of mind relatively solid. But I'm not sleeping well enough. How can I make that better? Same thing with diet. Diet is the easiest thing to change, uh, just because we have access to food. I mean, even if your money is kind of funny. You can always do a little bit better. 
than what you're doing. It's like, okay, I can just mostly just by cutting things out that are bad for you. That little elimination goes a long way. And then, of course, you can add in things you're not doing enough of. And so it's like, okay, you know what? I'm doing all right. Relatively good health. But you know what? I've been slacking on my food. Let me do a little better. And so little tweaks like that can really help you out. Even if you think overall you're doing pretty well, where can I find an area that I can tangibly fix or at least improve and then kind of dive into that? And then you just find as many of those areas as you have and you keep trying to improve them. And before you know it, you won't have that many things to talk negatively about. And again, you're still ascending to where you want to be. So the whole system is working better. This is this is an interesting point I just thought of while we're while I'm talking about this out loud is that the idea of negative self-talk I think is, is destructive generally like it's you talking bad about you and so it's tearing you down so which is obviously not what you want to do but the idea that you're thinking about a way for you to be better is a good thing so it's like a, a very delicate line because if you think you can do better, that means you think you're capable of being better. And that means at the very least you're reflective of where you are now, which I think is healthy. I think an unreflective, unexamined self is tragic. And you're almost destined to be stagnant or just to be on a really bad path making mistakes. So if you're at least examining where you are, trying to figure out whether or not you're doing well or not, that process, I think, is right. It's just when it, it jumps to the extreme of self-talk, self-talk, oh, man, you're failing, damn, I'm messing up, that it kind of goes wrong. So I don't know how to balance the two. Obviously, I just told you guys I'm struggling with it. But I think it's something that you have to practice, like every other skill is how do I think about where I am without tearing myself down but sometimes giving myself the kick in the butt I might need while also bigging myself up for doing good for doing well and maybe that's the journey of life until you arrive at whatever goal you set for yourself that may it may be that simple and maybe this is just a lifelong thing that reflective self-aware people do with their whole life you're maybe 70 and been successful for 30 years and think how long do I want to be in this industry for? Is there a higher level? Do I give this to my children if it's like, let's say it's a company? Like, and you just keep doing it. This may be something that never ends. But I don't know because I'm not there. As always, guys, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you can take some lessons from this. Um, if you're listening to this, that means you're probably seeking out to be better on some level anyway which means you're on the right track so congratulations for that and hopefully through this little experiment in these podcasts that we as a team can arrive at a better place and make each other better and more accountable and hopefully make the world a better place <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in i'll talk to you next time deuces